are live. We are live. CBS 105.7 HD2 FM 920 AM inside STL.com. We have the absolute pleasure of having Lucero in studio right now. We've got Ben and Rick. They're going to play us a little song, and uh, it's called Shelter from the movie Take Shelter. That's yeah, right. My brother's movie. Ben's brother did it, and we're going to get into that and a ton more. But uh, let's start off with a song, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Like I knew it would begin Midnight's got a new day The shelter's still so far away Oh Dark skies Time to think on what's been lost Move along and lose it all Close. 
something like that. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't that wasn't bad at all. That uh, wasn't bad at all. Not too bad. You played that a few times. I was I was <laughs> a couple, worried. A couple. Yeah. Not usually this early in the day. Yeah. <laughs> what's a what's a typical thing? So we've got Lucero in town. You guys have two. We'll call it sold out shows at Off Broadway for the next few days. You were in Columbus last night. Mm-hmm. Here for the next two nights. Can't say how excited we are to have you here. I've been a fan for a very long time. When did you guys get this started? 98, 2000, that era? Yeah, actually, um, it's, if today's the 13th, is it the 13th? I think this uh, is the 18-year anniversary of uh, our first show, actually. How crazy is that to you? 18 years, which is nuts. Yeah, wow. I can't believe it. And it's it's dog years as well. You guys, <laughs> the does, way you tour... It does age you... Fairly fast, yes. You're, you're hanging in there fine. Yeah, as I told you at the place we were at earlier. I'm only hey, uh, 26. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. We got Rick and I Ben here. I 47. But, <laughs> oh, please. Yeah, but I'm only only 24. Been doing yeah. this since I was, what is that, six years old? Yes. Yeah, six yeah. years old. It's it rough days for first grader back then. Right. And, well, and the songs about whiskey and sex and things like that, that makes well, sense. You know, first grade's different now. <laughs> yeah, things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you guys grow up? Memphis? That's right. Right? Uh, Rick did. I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, actually. Yeah, you guys have a big Arkansas following, which is, yeah. you should be proud of that, right? Who's yeah, from there? Definitely. Matt Besser, the comedian. There's uh, Who's Ralphie from May. Arkansas? Matt Besser. Right. Well, yeah. uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, Billy Bob Thornton, Louis Jordan. Um, yeah, there's a, uh, oh, man, who else? Yeah, there's a bunch of, I think I mean, Johnny Ralphie Cash May alone kind of makes yeah. the state <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. Epic, good. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> No, so. that uh, I've been following you for a, quite a while, and to see your evolution just go from uh, songs that I've probably gotten uh, drunk to more than I care to admit, uh, <laughs> it's almost an anthem for bourbon or whiskey drinking. I mean, and then <clears throat> to it seems now, to go along with the music, yeah. Yeah, your live shows encapsulate that as well, and it's not the sad sitting there; it's people cheersing, having a good time. Man, yeah, even even the slow sad songs are still, yeah. Good drinking songs. Yeah, and that much, like for like a song that much further west. Right. A little bit slower, but then right. live when you guys kick it up, it, it gets people moving. Yeah, no, it's, um, no, we, I, I like being able to do anything we want. We can do slow and sad, or we can do fast and rocking, either way, and sure. um, everything in between. Did you come from a, a punk rock background? Or, I mean, I know yeah. it's in the bios, and it's, yeah, hey, we're we playing some um, punk shows. I and- knew Brian Venable, the guitar player, from going to a bunch of, you know, local punk rock shows in Memphis. Um, you know, your small garage venues or house shows and that kind of yeah. thing. The- um, so that's how we met, yeah. That's how you guys met. So in regards to who you were going to see, I mean, do you have any, I guess, influences from that? Era? I mean, if you listen to your music, I think there's some pretty obvious influences at times, yeah. maybe, although you guys have a very unique sound. Who brought you in from the, I guess, the rock or the punk rock side? Well, like, um, like at the time, I don't know, one of the few cover songs that we do is a Jawbreaker song Yeah. Um, called Kiss the Bottle. Um, and I never saw them in Memphis. I saw them in Little Rock and I saw them in New Orleans. But... Uh, but yeah, that that was one of the bands that Brian and I were both big fans of. Um, yeah. So that kind of stuff, uh, man. I don't know. I remember Brian getting real drunk at a Promise Ring show, Cap and Jazz. Um, I don't know. That, no, that you know sense. that mid '90s kind of. That, I I followed that sort of punk rock. The stuff. guy. It's this is such a strange thing, and I, I bring this up all the Chris Rowe from the Ataris actually oh, yeah. put me on to you guys. Oh yeah. In like I don't know 2004. Yeah, and, and, I didn't. Uh, by the time the Ataris became big, I was I was delving into other stuff. Um, yeah. So 
But I, I, oh no, but I he's super into Jets to Brazil and yeah, and exactly. Job we share some of the same yeah influences for sure. Absolutely. So if you're just tuning in, we've got Ben and then uh, maybe a little bit of Rick from uh, Lucero. They're here in town. May be able to get tickets still. Maybe you'll come beg your way in. It's basically sold out. As far as venues go, uh, I was talking to Jimmy, who runs yeah. your tour. Looks like you guys are doing very well at this point. I mean, do you guys yeah. feel like you're at a point where the touring, the new albums all the time coming out? I mean, is this right. where you want to be? Is this the next yeah. step to where you're headed? Um, man, I've, I'm, I'm real happy and feel real lucky to be doing what we're doing right now at this level. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Off-Broadway specifically is a... A really nice club and they treat us super well and um and yeah i like playing uh i like playing the smaller venues um we're just it's what we're used to and it's what we're good at uh, if it gets too big eh, it gets a little unwieldy for me um, yeah and i'm more comfortable in a smaller setting so really um yeah we're keeping busy and we're staying on the road quite a bit and the shows have been well attended um so yeah we got nothing to complain about and i'll I'll keep doing this for quite a while if I can. I would hope so, yeah. No, the track you play for us to start yeah. is, is easily one of my favorite songs. What? How do you, I guess, you've been producing and writing and playing for so long, and you guys put out so much music consistently. How do you get into a place to come up with a track like right. that? I know you did it for your brother for the film, right. but uh, how that type of song, I feel like you have to be somewhere or you have to go back to a moment right. to come up with uh, such a, a powerful and moving song like that. How do you get there? And right. is there a particular moment or it's just, how, what is your process, I guess? Um, I mean, it used to be, I would just, uh, before I really started drinking heavily, <laughs> I would actually stay at home all night and write songs and just, I was doing it constantly. Right. Sure. And, um, and that's, that's how a lot of the early stuff got written. Nowadays we're on the road so much and, um, it's hard to find the time. Now, basically, I when it comes time to, it's like, oh, we've got some studio time booked. Right. I need to write some songs. Right. And then I sit down and really focus. Um, and when I do that, yeah, I've got, you know, you keep a list of ideas, phrases, and words that you might like, that you think might fit into a song. And, um, and so then, yeah, you just sit down by yourself and uh, you stumble around on the guitar until you find something that's kind of pretty that, you don't think you've heard before. Right. And then, yeah, you go through that list of ideas and just see if anything clicks and fits in with that musical pattern. Right. Um, and then, yeah, then once you got that, um, then re- fleshing out the song, yeah, you might have to, like you said, take yourself to another place right. or kind of search through uh, the memories and the emotions and. Yeah, is that t- is try that to tough find for me? That- I feel like that is so. Is just from even a writer's standpoint, I feel like that's that's a bit of a journey emotionally to for go sure. down that road. How yeah, how do you sure. how do you handle that? Um, it too with a movie like Take Shelter. Yeah, it's an intense movie. Right. Yeah, and if you um, if you guys are, so that are curious, Jeff, your that's brother easier. Nichols. Yeah. Yeah, my brother's uh, writer director named Jeff Nichols, and uh, Take Shelter came out a while back. But yeah, with that movie kind of as your source material, right. um, that is pretty easy to get. Um, where you want to go emotionally. Just, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if y'all know it that well, but the last scene um, is still is one of my favorites yeah. that my brothers come up with. Um, and yeah, you've got a husband and a wife and a kid, and it's all, everything's going crazy. And so, yeah, uh, for that song, it was pretty easy to tap into that. Um, 
but I don't know. I I don't mind living in that world. Right. That's, that's kind of the Lucero <laughs> world. It's, so. It certainly is. And then just following the with it's so first of all, it's great that you're tied in to your brother, and it's a healthy tie-in. You don't. Man. It, and it's you guys work hard. He, put, he the films he's made. Yeah, I love his stuff. Um, it's he did not, it's, shotgun is it stories. easy whenever. <laughs> You have somebody that makes good, like if your brother made some kind of hokey crap, it'd right? Be like, eh, you know, he makes. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Same with <laughs> you guys. If you were pumping out crap to uh, to do that, it's just such a nice tie-in. The movie it, and you guys were you featured in Mud? Yeah, yeah. We had a lot I of thought, music in Mud, and it was and we fun, before I Googled. Too. That was very confusing for me that you guys were popping up in these things, and I was right. like. Why don't I see a Lucero T-shirt or hear a Lucero right. song in X Y Z movie? No, it's been cool from the very beginning. Um, when he was in film school, I would go to North Carolina, and I was in all of his student films. Sure. And I would do music for his student films. And so then when he made Shotgun Stories, his first film, uh, he just kind of used Lucero music, just bits and pieces of it, and worked it in. Um, but then, yeah, for Take Shelter, we wrote a song. And for Mud, we actually wrote a number of songs. And uh, They were in the movie, right? Not on the Yeah, and we worked with David Wingo, who does all of his mm-hmm. scoring. All his scoring, yeah. Um, and so we, we collaborated with him. Uh, for mud, and yeah, that worked out real well. Was um, that a peek into you guys growing up? Eh, some kinda, of that. Some of, well, I we saw it, like I grew cool. up so fine. Not, he's like, is it Doctor Phil time now? We no, weren't, what is we turning into? Cool. We, <laughs> no, no, we wanted to take boats out on the Mississippi River, and we wanted to ride dirt bikes around and be awesome <laughs> the, and hang true. out with cool, you know, ex-cons. <laughs> right. sort of you know, but no, that I, none of that actually happened to I us. grew up in Farmington, Missouri, which is a small town south right. of here. I didn't, obvi- in the same sense, it's like, yeah, I wasn't out doing that stuff. I knew people that were scumbags, like, that, that were in that right. movie, though. No, it, it just, we, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, we, we grew up in Arkansas, and... Um, yeah, when we grew up on rivers and fishing and stuff, uh, but but yeah, we weren't quite as cool as as Nick Bone and uh, Ellis, I think is his name in that movie. Yeah, yeah, we weren't as cool as those kids. <laughs> it, no. it really is. No, so we generally we have we we have the opportunity to interview a ton of comedians, and the question I generally like to ask is, when do you know you have an audience? Uh, and I feel hmm. like it may be a little bit different for musicians, especially for you guys, who've been doing it for so long. Can you recall or do you remember the moment when you you perform something live, and you immediately knew you had that audience just on like every each note, night, every from night to yes. night. When yeah. when is the crowd on your side? Yeah. Do you know when um, that moment happens, or can you recall the first man, time it happened? Man, it's uh, for me. It fluctuates throughout the evening, right? And it's easy to lose. The, you're like, I've got the crowd, right? And then and then all of a sudden you've lost the crowd. Mm. It's uh, it's not hard to do. I, you can talk into that microphone. Come on, Rick. To, Rick. Rick's not. Rick's trying Rick. real hard not to talk. <laughs> he's got so much stuff he wants yeah, to yeah. say, though. But he's Jump trying. Uh, you can chime in, Rick. Well, it's just you know the rhythm of the night. You can exactly like you said. You can think you have a crowd, and then you do something slow and pretty, and there's a hundred people talking through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just you never know. It varies throughout the course of the night. Sometimes you have to do something loud and angry to get their attention back. Right. Which we can do too. Yeah, it's kind of. I wish you could just have them and. And that was it for the rest right. of the night, but um, but no, it's like a constant struggle to keep their attention. Wow. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, we yeah. don't have a third wall kind of a th- relationship with shows. I mean, we're pretty much looking right at you, right? No, you're, you're looking you're, right at us. Yeah. It's not like a, you know, a veil of theater in between. Right? right. The no, there's exactly it's all very real and tangible. Mm. Rick Which is, for a comedian, yeah, I don't 
Oh, thank God I don't have to do stand-up. God, that would be a, that would be a rough job right there. You don't, you don't there, work man. any uh, wiener jokes in between? Man, I, uh, in between if I'm songs. telling a joke, something's gone wrong. <laughs> you know, that's, the evening has gone awry if I'm telling jokes. Oh, that that yeah. makes perfect sense. Rick, what's the, and I, I apologize to include you in on the interview, but what are the similarities between, so you come from a famous lineage, if the internet is true. Yeah. I believe your father played trumpet for Elvis. He played on a lot of records, Elvis among them, yeah. That's wow. amazing that you can include that and to have that as a source of pride, I'm sure, for you. In regards to yourself, you were saying there were some wild times with Hank Williams Jr. Oh, sure. On tour that you were part of his band, sure. right? Yeah. What are the comparisons between a raucous time like that? And not to say Lucero is not going to bring a raucous time. I've been to <laughs> plenty of shows where it looked like some stuff was going on. But if, we're, if you're looking at the two, I mean, are there comparing and contrast, contrasting points that you can make from those experiences? Well, it's all Southern music, for one thing, mm -hmm. yeah. which is which is a, a positive. But no, there aren't a lot of similarities in in the day-to-day -day kind of thing. Right. When you're somebody like on a Hank thing, the relationship between the artist and the band and the artist and the audience is a lot more distance. Sure. You know, I mean, we do what we do in a box most of the year with each other all the time, so... It's and and with Hank you play huge places. With this you can actually see the people you're playing to. So I much prefer what we're afforded to be able to do right. than anything like that. You know, makes sense. Ben, you got another song in you, and then we'll uh, yeah, do sure. this. We'll with the middle, and then uh, talk a little more, and we'll close Perfect. it out with a brand new song. You said, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's our, uh, our lucky day, man. So uh, so yeah, we'll do the one we're doing right now is off the new record. Um, the record's called All a Man Should Do. And this song is called, uh, I Went Looking for Warren Zevon's Los Angeles. The city of the sun lights, Venice Beach, Hollywood and Vine. I'm drinking whiskey in my winter cold. An empty heart of town, sure gets cold And damn tennis by the troubadour Harry Dean singing, no Danny boy Well after hours, you'll run past Hour after hour, you'll run past Went looking for a warranty falls lost And lost Got turned around on Gower Avenue So long, so long Going back to Memphis with a picture and a song So long, so long Gonna find a jukebox that won't sing along Gonna find a jukebox that won't sing along And a photo booth. You gotta give a credit where credit's due. Pretty girls, the crowded streets. My desperados waiting under the eaves. I fell in love, but the love ran out. A loose cell adobe by the paramount. The margaritas on the black palm trees. I got time, no one's waiting for me. When love for the ones that finds lost and lost 
If you had the whole crew here, can't you hear them how? It's just, ah, my you. God, how Man, great is that That's live? a fun one. Um, and yeah, it's that, yeah, the horn section on that one is just killer. It's, it's um, interesting. It, yeah. it's, and it's so cool. To, I played, I was just giving him a little catch up. I was like, okay, here's uh, My Best Girl, right? right. The right. Song, uh, an older song, yeah. more of a Real slow old. pace. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, what? But hey, wait, listen to this. And then obviously the song that you just played went looking for Warren's of right. Los Angeles. Uh, that to me is a testament to I don't know the growth and then just your your force to move forward in a yeah. in a positive manner. You're not and I right. don't like to use the word sell out. I'm always happy if people make some money for whatever they do. Right? Oh, what man, I, we've been trying. Nobody will buy it. We're trying to sell out forever, <laughs> no, I, and no one will definitely buy us. I, the, but the growth and then the the album on that. I mean. You guys have just forced these out in a in a great way. I mean, are you how proud of yeah. you are this album and I guess the details oh, of the yeah. of the different aspects of the different songs on here? Um, yeah, uh, this record I was very pleased with how it came out. We were working with Ted Hutt, uh, the same producer as the last couple records. Sure, um, but this record is the first one I played acoustic guitar on, and so it kind of automatically had a softer feel to it, right? Um, which allowed us to. It's just got real nice dynamics. Um, and we still had, you know, half the songs have the horn section on them, half don't. Um, which on the last record, I think almost every song had horns on it. So, um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a nice change of pace for us. Which actually kind of looped back around and fit in real nicely with the real old stuff. Right. Sure. Um, and it's, it's another thing I like about Lucero is that we can play songs we wrote 18 years ago with songs we wrote yesterday. Yeah. And it still sounds like the same band. It's... It's a wide variety of sounds and a wide variety of types of songs, but it still sounds like Lucero, I, I think, or I hope so. As right. a fan, I think it certainly does, and it's yeah. a, <clears throat> an effective way 
to, yeah. to grow and to, to so. do some different stuff. That has to be important to you guys as artists, too, to do a different thing. You need to exercise those muscles that maybe you don't get to, yeah. to use Yeah, and it's cool time. just, I mean, yeah, when the horn section came around, I had no idea how we were going to work that in. Right. But, um, you yeah, nailed it's it. An, it's an yeah. experiment, and it's fun. Yeah. It's like uh, It's like when you're... And when Rick came on board with the keyboards, that totally changed, you know, what we could do sonically, and it made it a whole new band for me. And so, yeah, it allowed us to continue to do it and continue to grow. And um, so, yeah, it's just fun experiment with new stuff, and hopefully the crowd sticks with us. <laughs> Are there any um, personal lessons that you, you know, you, you picked up along the way throughout this evolution? I would imagine going from one end of the spectrum to the next, there were a few lessons maybe in between. I don't know. I'm not sure what you mean by lessons. Like, or is there uh, anything that stood out? Any particular moments where you like, were like, uh, as you like were, you know, how to be a musician, or just or, when uh, you were adding the new sounds, when you're adding different elements that you oh, initially yeah. didn't have into your music? Was there anything that motivated you to want to go that route? Right, um, man. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to answer that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I think I know what you're talking about. I don't think you put any limitations on what you're trying to write for. If you're trying no. to write, you you see and hear all kind of different instrumentations, right. and it could go mind, it could go so, a bazillion different ways. I don't ways. think we're limited really by that because, right. like like Ben said, if we're playing it, it's it's gonna sound like Lucero anyway. We can't right. help it. That's how we sound. Right. You know. And I'm so sure there was some trial and error new. with some stuff, <laughs> but um, I don't know. We can almost make anything work. Nice. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, place that's, to be. that's the other great yeah. confidence to have to know. be able to do that. I think that's extremely. I mean, like, um, impressive. We had this song called "Noon as Dark as Midnight," uh, and. I guess Danger Mouse was producing this ASAP Rocky record. Nice. And he sampled Noon as Dark as Midnight. We're pretty much the whole song. I think the song is called Holy Ghost. And um, when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. I remember thinking a long time ago with the drum beat Roy was playing, I'm like, yeah, if you have somebody rap over that, that'd be an amazing hip-hop song. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, ASAP Rocky actually did it. That's and I thought it sounded great. I love that song. Um, and so... Yeah, and I'm perfectly comfortable going. I don't think we're gonna do any rap songs right. ourselves. <laughs> Never know. I'm not gonna rap. Probably <laughs> right. that would probably be a misstep. But that, to have the ear that for it is pretty. That's pretty sweet that you would have the ear for it. But and I just can say, oh, I can see it. I think exactly. It's badass. That's um, really neat. And so, writers is kind of a rap. You're kind of rap. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking so fast. It depends on how many Red Bulls yeah. my drummer Roy drank that day, and yeah, it can get a little. Fast it's actually sometimes. why we brought you here. Travis wants to rap oh, over. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were thinking. We yeah. Sorry right to ambush now. you like this. <laughs> right. If we could just drop some, pick some... one of those two too. <laughs> yeah, then let's go. Yeah. Go make it your own. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. So before uh, we got a little bit of time left here, and then we'll get another song in. But right. I wanted. To, there were a few things, and I assume you're aware of this. You just, I guess, you never know in the world you live in. Breaking Bad. Yeah, this is weird. Is your brother was your brother involved with that? No. Can you explain um, why there's a Lucero poster in the kids' the room? Rumor, the rumor I heard was that uh, they were letting Walt Junior. I don't know the actor's name, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The character, Walt Junior. Uh, I guess the rumor I heard was that they were letting him decorate his room kind of the way he wanted to. Sure. And so I guess he might. He's just, just a Lucero fan. That is pretty sweet. Poster. Yeah. So that, and that's kind of the best way to have oh. that happen. You don't want. Like a production designer or somebody that has no idea what this 32 is. 32-year-old from Manhattan. Out, you know? Right. Yeah. But uh, having the actor actually like he was pretty cool. 
Yeah, so, that's yeah. A, and, and that, I just thought that was. I was like, ah, did did Jeff make this happen? No, or does this have something no, to do with it? No, that? I think that was outside of that's outside very cool. of my brother's realm. And then sticking with the TV entertainment, mm-hmm. which this is crazy to me because we're both we're big Walking Dead fans as oh, well. Yeah. And then your song uh, "Last yeah. Pale White in the West," "Last Pale White in the West." Shows up during one of my favorite TV shows, and yeah. I'm sitting. Here, I think you got. I don't. Know, I'm sitting here tweeting. I'm like, "What the hell's that going was, on here?" That was huge. Was that, that was a, a big compliment? Right. Was that just a? Did they just reach out to you and that, they tracked yeah. it? I mean, how um, did that work out? Scott Gimple is the showrunner. Yep. for Walking Dead, and um, and he apparently was a big fan of this solo record that I did, uh, which is actually called Last Pell yeah. in the West. Um, and he said he uh, had been writing a lot of scenes, listening to this album and then really liked the title track sure and i think he pretty much wrote that scene with the governor kind of based around those wow, lyrics that's awesome. did you feel like he nailed awesome. it because you know there's a the scene is when the the governor's out just wandering right and he's gone kind of feral but then this he sees this little girl i think maybe in a yellow dress up in a window and that kind of brings him out of his uh whatever right, haze. right. Sure. um and so yeah i think he the impression I got was that he wrote the the scene around that song. Wow! Because he was like, if you, he, he was like, I'd love for you to write a song. I need it by Wednesday. I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right. I'm in LA. I actually called Ted Hutt, and I I put this song together real quick called "This Old Death," um, which actually turned out real nice for such short notice. Sure. And he was like, oh yeah, this is great. I love it. I love it. And then when we got done with it, though, he was listening, and I think he was just so attached to those lyrics. Mm-hmm. From the last pale light, uh, that he had to go with it, and that was the right choice. But it, it, this old death ended up being on uh, the Walking Dead soundtrack for season four or whatever season that was. Is that Should, surreal so. to see your lyrics, your music uh, put in that particular setting? Like, I, I don't oh, know awesome. what the reaction would be when yeah. you see it. It's so satisfying to hear you say that it's awesome, too. Yeah, That's I was great. a fan of the comic book before it became a show, yeah, and then nice. I was excited when it became a TV show. Um, and then I ended up, I was like, oh, yeah, they're doing this well. And it, so, so yeah, having getting to be involved in that is a yeah, it's that's a really good feeling. You feel like you accomplished yeah, yeah. something. So. That is, that's a that's a victory. What you yeah. know, what, whatever you look at from For that. Sure. You still keep up with the comics? Man, I not the comics. I keep yeah. up with the show. Sure, um, but the comics, I I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to. Guys, I, spoiler alert: We're talking about Walking Dead. We're talking Go, about please Walking speak Dead comics. No, well, no. Um, I was a big fan of the first six issues, which was done by a different artist. Yeah, yeah. And then when they changed artists, that's kind of when I fell fell away from the comic book. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing against the artist now. I don't want to say anything <laughs> Tell you what, I, I think that original artist uh, settled nicely recently, um, I feel like. Man, he's, and I'm a fan of a bunch of his comic books. Um, oh, man, and I'm, I'm going to get his name wrong if I try to use it. But he did, he illustrated a comic called Fear Agent. Um, Tony Moore, I think, is his name. That sounds familiar. Um, but I just like his, I like his style. I like his art quite a bit. Um, so yeah. So when he left the comic, I kind of, that's when I left the comic. You checked but, I'm, out. but I'm glad I'm, the show exists and I'm huge. Yeah. And show. then to have your, your art infused yeah, in their Yeah, just art. to know that the guy who's writing all those episodes is sitting there listening to your record right. while he's writing. That's <laughs> huge. That's, that's a huge compliment. Does yeah. the, at a certain point, as you mentioned, Rick, being on the road with you know, Hank Williams Jr. and just the, the different levels, is it possible uh, if, say, this new album, something happens that propels you up to, we're right. seeing, for example, we're getting ready to interview uh, 
Wheeler Walker Jr. Are you familiar with him? He's a comedian. He did a country album, and it's man, I don't know him. Taken the, it's like on the top ten country charts. It's oh, a comedian really? from Kentucky, Ben Hoffman, right. who had a show on Comedy Central, who did a joke country album. But I believe he used Sturgill Simpson's backing band, oh, so well, it sounds good. very real. Yeah. Either way, my point would be is. Is it possible for you guys to maintain and to keep the the brotherhood that you guys have if there is that five levels up from uh, now? I, that's probably not going to happen. But if it did, I think we'd be fine. We've been doing this for so long. Sure. Um, everybody knows, you know, how everybody else is and when to give them space, when to back off. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I don't know, we've kind of got it figured out. Uh, if you put us in a great big place, it's still going to be the five of us in a corner of it. And somewhere. it's, it's going to be, <laughs> right. it's just, yeah, and right. it's us against them, you know. Uh, so, but I'm not worried about getting real big anytime soon. I, we're safe. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah, That's as long easy, as you, kids. Yeah. Yeah, well, tell you what, we'll uh, we'll get these guys out of here, and they've uh, they've been just absolutely wonderful absolutely. to have. And, and thank you for having. If us. you guys are uh, in town and think you can sneak into Off Broadway tonight, maybe yeah. pick up something. Definitely go see them. I've seen, I don't know, a, plenty of shows of yours, and uh, they're a pleasure. So, man, what are we getting you. to hear, man? This is an exclusive uh, for We yeah, Are Live. Yeah, this is a huh? brand new one. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I'm not even sure what it's called. I think I'm just going to call it Loving, because uh, my brother's got a new movie coming out in November called Loving, and uh, it's actually based on uh, this interracial couple that got married in Virginia in the 50s, mm. and, um, I, and it was against the law right. in Virginia We can relate the 50s. here in St. Louis. Oh, that's enough, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I, they ended up getting arrested and going to jail, and they had to move to D.C. and sneak back into Virginia to see their families. And oh, wow. When's this coming out? Thing. Uh, November. November. Um, wow. But then, I guess... Uh, Eventually, their case got taken up, uh, maybe by the ACLU, and it went it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and it was uh, the Lovings versus the state of Virginia court case that uh, struck down a lot of the uh, miscegenation laws. Right. Um, and so it was like an equality of marriage wow. uh, Supreme Court thing. But really, the movie doesn't have much to do with that. The movie really focuses on on this couple. Right. And um, and so yeah, so this song. After seeing the film, uh, this song was real easy to write. But uh, yeah, we'll give it a shot here. Thanks again for having us. Oh, no, thank you for Absolutely. coming. Appreciate Thanks, it. Another night full of heartache. They just don't want to let us be. Nothing left except outcast love, but that's enough for me. That's enough for me I won't let them keep us apart Cause love can't be bound by chains And they might come for us in the dark But it's enough to stay It's enough to stay I can tell now I love you I can prove my heart is true might not be good enough for them, but I just want to be good enough for you. Remember how it felt the first night. This love we can't afford to lose. I'll take care of you the rest of my days if that's enough for you. If that's enough for you. I can tell them that I love you. I can prove my heart is true 
might not be good enough for them, but I just want to be good enough for you. Oh, oh, the loving I'm sent home all the time. Now hold, hold your heart there next to mine. One more night here without you And then to you I will come back They ain't never taking me away again I had enough of that I had enough of that I can tell them that I love you I can prove my heart is true might not be good enough for them, but I just wanna be good enough for you. Just wanna be good enough for you. Just wanna be good enough for you. Thanks for having us. Oh, man. thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely, Ben and Rick from Lucero. They're in town the next two nights. Buy their albums. They've got great T-shirts, great merch, everything else, guys. At Lucero Music or Lucero yeah. Band on Lucero Music. Lucero Music on yeah, yeah Lucero Music dot com and yeah. on Twitter it's at, oh, I have no idea. at Lucero on. Band. <laughs> I, don't, I don't miss like, yeah, Wait a minute, now you guys no, are no, 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 no. off the brakes. Yeah. Travis I never said it. I never did it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what it said. I want to see Rick on Instagram. I think <laughs> we all do. Travis, uh, that'll that'll cut it, man. Well, we you appreciate think? you guys taking yeah, the time. This much. means a lot to us. Thank you so much. That's right. That's Lucero. Check him out. The show. Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, We Are Live. We're presented by the Hill Cigar Company. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We are live, live, live.